0: Understanding the nature of reality is all important. If you don't understand who you are and how you got here, you immediately start with half of your power.
1: Coming up, Ariane talks with life adventurer and motivational speaker Mike Dooley, next on Change Nation from the first 30 days. very fortunate today to be speaking to one of my favorite people, Mike Dooley, who describes himself as a life adventurer. He is an author, an international speaker. Um, He is also the creator of the much-loved notes from the universe, daily email tips um, from the universe. They uh, have reached, I'm sure, hundreds of thousands of people by now. You are also one of the featured experts in The And have had sort of an interesting background and career getting to the place that you're at. So, Mike, it's a, it's a true pleasure. I'm excited to just chat with you and introduce you to some of the people that might be listening that have come through our website.
0: Well, Jambo, and it's great to be with you and all of them, Ariane.
1: Thank you, Mike. I have to tell you a funny story just to get started. You are the first man that I wake up to every morning. I don't know if you've ever had that be said to you, but you really are. I wake up in the morning. And I pretty much reach over for one of my devices. And the very first thing I see is a note from the universe from you. So I feel incredibly connected to you, as I'm sure a lot of people do. Well, for those who are listening, um, if you go to www.tut.com, sign up for Notes from the Universe, and you will see what I'm talking about.
0: Thanks. That's great to hear.
1: So, Mike, the first 30 days is really a company all about making change easier for people. I just wanted to start, if, if there were a couple of things that you thought all across the board made change easier, what would you say they are for people?
0: Well, first and foremost, understanding the nature of reality is all important. Understanding is the elixir of life. It greases the wheels. If you don't understand who you are and how you got here, you're immediately starting with half of your power. You can't. Be all-powerful, in other words, if you think there perhaps is other elements, be them karma, be them fate, be them whatever, that could compete with your desires. And when it comes to understanding the nature of your reality, where you fit in, how you can manifest change, it all boils down to thoughts becoming things. Those three words show us where we fit into the equation. We get to choose our thoughts. And so this is the starting point. Being a student of life, a student of the universe, and knowing with absolute certainty your place in the cosmic creation of things, and that is as a creator.
1: So if I'm a creator, um, what is it that I need to think about change? I think most people would have thoughts like, change is hard, I can't change. I don't want to change. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that How do
1: I change just to begin with my thoughts even just about the concept of change given the fact that it's the one guarantee in life?
0: Well, those kind of comments that people make and the feelings they have about change all stem from misunderstanding the nature of reality. So again, that's why it's a starting point. The great news though is that it's not about grappling with quantum physics or or getting complicated it's about getting really simple there's a two-step process that that i speak of it's really the only two steps that anyone needs to know to manifest change and when people first understand that this is the be-all and end-all of manifesting change then they can exercise these steps with an air of confidence and expectation and clear intent those two steps are number one defining what you want in terms of the end result now that has a few nuances to it and we can talk about that later but the most important thing is knowing the end the end in mind is always always our starting point step two and this might sound rudimentary but step two is physically moving we must physically move it's not about you know staring at your uh, scrapbook or your vision board and visualizing all day long we must physically take action out into the world in the general direction of our dreams whether it's the same kind of things our peers would do who don't know about life's magic or the nature of reality or it's certain things that we've kind of intellectually deduced what you do is not nearly as important is that you're doing something. Because when we do something in the general direction of our dreams, we demonstrate faith, we demonstrate belief, we ramp up more thoughts of expectation, and even more importantly, because we're out in the world, we avail ourselves to life's magic. Life can suddenly reach us. Suddenly there can be those quote-unquote accidents, coincidences, and serendipities that will yield ultimately the life of our dreams or whatever it is, That we defined as an end result see if we're not out in the world then it's as if life's magic can't reach us and I I liken it to to those folks who believe in luck who sadly believe in luck because there's no such thing but but even the person silly enough to believe in luck still has the wisdom to realize it's not going to do them any good if they sit on their couch all day they'll go out into the world they'll buy the lottery ticket or they'll do whatever they do those actions are necessary so that stuff can happen and when it comes to understanding the nature of reality it's so important that we understand that we must physically move in the general direction of our dreams not messing with the cursed house and that's a nuance we might talk about but it's incumbent upon us to move for for those three reasons that I gave and with those two steps accomplished defining what you want in terms of the end result and then physically moving in that direction the universe, life's magic, our thoughts take care of all of the hard stuff. It's just a matter of time.
1: So, someone out there, a lot of people out there would like to meet their partner, their soulmate relationship that perfect. It lasts a lifetime. Perfect. Walk me through the two steps.
0: Okay, this is a, such a such a wonderful example to talk about because it is foremost in so many people's minds, single yep. people's minds at least. Um, When it comes to understanding that we are creators with dominion over all things, there is, and this is almost contradictory, there is a caveat. But as I speak about it, you'll see there's no contradiction. The caveat is we cannot manipulate other people. We cannot impose our thoughts or our wishes upon others just as we would want that privacy and, uh, you know, I don't want to be manipulated by Gertrude or whatever. We are untouchables and the people that we might tend to fall in love with are untouchable unless they're open to the same kind of end result that you're open to. So when it comes to step one, defining the end result, it is... Of absolute importance that we not tell the universe who it is that we're supposed to fall in love with I even discourage people from making that 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 list that so many people talk about the shopping list you know I want him to be tall dark and handsome or I want her to be X Y and Z you know there's a place for those kind of details and we can talk about that in a second and they can be powerful but when it comes to defining the end result Usually, general terms are better, for instance, uh, I want to be creative with somebody. I want to have somebody who has a, a worldly view. I want to be someone who's, to be with someone who 's spiritually aware. I want to be with someone that I think is attractive. I want to be with someone who likes the same kind of movies I like, the same kind of adventures I like. When we're, when we're general like that, we, we think we're perhaps, you know, not giving the universe enough information. The universe knows exactly how to fit the bill. But when we're general like that, we give the universe infinite opportunity to find exactly the right person that would meet all of our innermost desires. And so I say, Define the end result in general terms. Do not use your physical senses or or your intellect to say well, you know I know 200 people and you know, Johnny is the cutest and hottest and funnest and I bet we'd really hit it off You know when we do that, we're messing with the cursed house. We're eating of the forbidden fruit You know, we know 200 people the universe knows 7 billion people And so if we insist on Johnny or on Trixie, you know, we're slamming the door shut on people We don't even know are alive on this planet right now but the universe knows and the universe knows who's also at a place of being ready for a relationship with a person like you meeting their desires. So I say define the end result in general terms, then visualize it. You can visualize without putting a person's face or a name to the picture. You know, you can be holding hands, walking along the beach. You can be looking at your busy social calendar. You can be phoning your friends on your cell phone, telling them about this amazing first date and this unbelievable person you just met. You can ramp up the energy and the excitement without saying that it has to be, you know, Johnny or Trixie, and without saying they have to be tall, dark, and handsome, let, let the universe do that, because, you know, so often, I think everybody perhaps has fallen in love more than once, and very often it's a person that, that surprises us in so many ways, it's like, where did they come from when I least expected it, and this is, this is the freedom we give the universe, again, if we don't get too, too critical. Now, you can, and I know people tend to want to make these menu lists, you know, he's going to be a good cook, he's going to love kids, he's going to, you know, you can do that, but the narrower you go, the more you kind of exclude or you risk excluding people, the more you stress about how rare this person is, and you kind of just, you kind of, you know, throw a spanner in the works. Instead, if you want to, make that list, but don't attach to those items, there's a great misconception about not attaching to the end result. That's totally that's totally true when people's end results are detailed. When people's end results are general, attach, 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 because you can have love. You can have abundance. You can have health. You can have pain-free living. And you, you can have those best by insisting upon them, attaching to them, but do not attach to the hows. Most people's end results are really hows. You know, they want to be happy, and this is how they're going to be happy. And, and so they get stuck to those. And in that sense, it makes sense not to attach to the house. Mm-hmm. So make a menu list. He's a good cook. He's good with the kids and blah, blah, blah. But, but let that just ramp up your excitement for the, for the wonderful person that's coming without being wed, if you will, to any one of those bullet points.
1: Mike, the second step of physically moving, taking action, is that visualizing? Is it putting energy in that direction? Is it you being the person that you feel will attract that person?
0: Yes, it's all those things, physical and metaphysical. It is visualizing. You know, it's incumbent upon anybody who finally realizes the truth about life, that our thoughts become the things and events of our lives, to set some time a day, five minutes Ten at the max, I advocate, to visualize, to, to see your life in that place where your dream has already come true. You're not hanging out at bars. You're not uh, pounding the pavement with your resume or whatever it is you're after. It's so important when you visualize to be in that place where your dream has already come true. That way you leave the universe with all of the house. But in addition to visualizing, then physically move in that direction. Do the things that your peers do. You know, if your peers, perhaps, you know, your friends are doing Match.com, well, there's nothing wrong with Match.com. That's one more door that a million men or women could come running through, that the universe could orchestrate some amazing coincidences for you. If you absolutely loathe that idea, then, then there's lots of other things you can do. Uh, just being out. Um being available, whether at work or um, at a cafe, a Starbucks, you know, as trite as it sounds, go to the mall, yeah. uh, take up dance lessons, whatever. I even say, you know, put a pen to paper and give yourself a, a long list of to do's, of things that you can physically do, because until we finally focus in that direction of what can I do, yeah. there's a tendency to think that you're going to do it, but then you don't do anything and you're, you're, you're not even preparing the way. Yeah. But there's a great story from. Um, from my travels i was doing a vip talk or vip dinner in brisbane australia four years ago and the lady uh, at the table one of the guests was um Explaining how she manifested the perfect relationship and uh, she had been single and tired of being single for too too long And so not only was she visualizing, but she started getting physical moving in the direction of her dreams And one of the things she did to do this and this is a wonderful example because it doesn't require any money Is she started preparing the way? preparing her physical world for the arrival of her dream relationship or in other words acting as if he was already there. This story is in my audio program, Leveraging the Universe, and then Rhonda Byrne called and asked if she could use it in the book, The Secret, and so it's out there a little bit now. But basically, she cleared out her two-car garage of clutter, stopped parking her car in the middle of the garage, started parking on her side of the garage, and left ample room for his car, even though there was no he at that point in her life.
1: I, I remember this.
0: And she uh, she started sleeping on her side of the king-size bed instead of sleeping in the middle, making room for him. And she, she cleaned out one of her two master bedroom closets, which were stuffed to the brim with her belongings, and made room for his stuff. And she was uh, beaming about it, and it was so much fun to hear the story, because sitting beside her was him. The guy she had manifested, who she brought as a guest and she had met uh, several months earlier, and he's kind of grinning like, yeah, and she's like, yeah Here, here's my proof, it works, it works and long story short, they're happily married now in Brisbane, Australia, and uh, another great story of how the simplest acts of faith, the simplest token gestures, moving in the general direction of your dreams, preparing for your life as if you knew of its inevitable arrival, your dream, um, acting as if it was already there, combined with, and this is so key as well, combined with other normal everyday things that you do, whether it's Match.com. I mean, if that makes sense to somebody and they're not that shy, I mean, do it. Yep. And and you don't have to worry that the things you're doing are going to yield it. This is not about you making your dreams come true. This is about you being in a place that the universe can finally reach you. So you throw open every door and window, and who knows which one the universe will use, if even any of those.
1: Mike, how do we help people who are in the first 30 days, whether it's a new relationship, writing a book, losing weight, pursuing a dream, finding your dream home, and after a week or two, they are thinking better thoughts, they are taking action, and they're not seeing any results? And they really just want to give up and say, "Doesn't work. Tried this one again. I'm back to square zero. Nothing's changed." And
0: yeah, that's very sad. And I yeah. get that. People will come to me at the end of a talk and say, "You know, I've kind of concluded. You know, I think this lifetime I'm not meant to live in abundance. You know, I think I was a queen or a princess in another lifetime." And it's, you know, that goes back to what I first uh, said. It's imperative that we understand the nature of our reality and sadly very often it was religion and sometimes it was culture they've told us that some things can't be known that that we can't go there that it's too much if somebody could have figured it out they would have figured it out and shared it well the fact is people have been sharing the truth since the year dot it is a knowable universe we live in we can know the mechanics and when you know that then your root assumptions become and you can you can reinforce them through mantras you make up it does work. It always works. Every single day I'm getting closer. Instead of two weeks down the road coming up with a, an unbeknownst not mantra of, you know, it's not working. I must not be doing this right. You know, I must not believe in myself enough. Because those probably weren't the reasons that they haven't seen uh, results yet. But because they're making these declarations, they become reasons that they aren't going to see the change they want in their life. So You set out on a path and you, however overwhelming this might sound, when you set out on a path, understanding the nature of your reality, understanding that it's incumbent upon you to define the end result in general terms, not attaching to these little details on the way, then you just keep going until you get there. And in the beginning, it, it can seem arduous. It can seem overwhelming. You you dream of champagne and caviar or Mr. Goodbar or whatever it is, and you've got nothing. You're broke. You've got credit card debt. You're alone. And it seems, how, it seems like, how can my little futile efforts make a real difference in my life? But they can and they do. It is always these little baby steps, not because the little baby steps are going to get you there. They won't. But because those little baby steps will put you in a place where the universe and life's magic can reach you especially when you understand that this is the way it always works it will work it is working right now in everyone's life and every single day you get closer to living the life of your wildest dreams if these are your root assumptions and they can be because life is so knowable
1: like is there a way of speeding up how quickly the universe brings things to us and yeah. I don't mean that as a trite question. I know. No,
0: man, I think that's like on the forefront of everybody's mind.
1: People, I know, come to me and go, well, is it going to take Monday 30 days? Is it just the first 30 days? And I kind of get that question a lot. Is there a way for me to visualize more, think more, act more, do more? Is there something, what I call the pace of the universe? There's the pace of the ego <laughs> and the pace yeah. of the universe.
0: Yeah, and it can be frustrating. And if somebody had told me seven years ago when I was kind of relaunching and recreating my life that it would take, you know, three years before I was really rolling, seven years before I was, my mind was blown, I would have wanted to quit. I would have been like, I'm not going to wait three years. The thing is, if you if you know what to do and you start doing it, you're visualizing, you clearly define the end result. You know, Things start clicking. The universe must work with everything else that's happened in your life. It need not take three years. It could take three days. The universe, and this is a wonderful secret, the universe already knows fast. It already knows immediate. So it's going to take you there as fast as... It can possibly take you there and and knowing that it'll take you there will be enough to let it take you there and not getting impatient at at the two-month mark or the or the two-year mark and saying you know am I doing this right you are doing it right and you never know how close you are because you know the tipping point could be reached in the unseen so to speak before you see it in the physical yet even though you can't see it people are at a tendency or at risk of kind of throwing in the towel even though at that point their dream was inevitably going to manifest, but because they drew these false conclusions that it's not working, that they must not believe in themselves, you know, it it can't continue to be drawn to them. One of the secrets though for helping us to kind of get our groove on even faster is emotion, visualizing with emotion, feeling that passion for a number of reasons. First off for this principle of thoughts becoming things, emotion is like the turbocharger you know we don't have to explain how our thoughts physically become things that's not important it doesn't prevent us from witnessing that they do invariably become things and by the same token we don't have to understand why emotion makes it happen faster but if you're a a fiery breathing dragon and you're just focused on this end result and you're doing all you can with what you've got from where you are not stressing yourself out or working overtime but you're just You're on a mission. The emotion that you ramp up during this mission will make it all happen faster. My life has shown me this so many times, and in the lives of my closest friends and family, it's inescapably obvious. So when someone's sitting down and visualizing, number one, the picture in their mind should be of their dream having already come true. But throw in joy. Throw in that yeehaw. I advocate in my workshops to get physical, you know, to throw your arms in the air, to let out a big yelp. You know, do a little jig, do a little dance, and immediately you will not be able to help the joy and emotion from bubbling forth. And that feeling goes out onto the plane of manifestation and the universe instantly knows exactly what you're talking about because that's truly the ultimate end result. That's why anybody wants anything, to feel that joy. And the universe then works at lightning speed, rearranging players and circumstances of our lives over minutes, hours, days, months, so that we will again be predisposed to that joy that we put out there. And, and one of the sidekicks to this story is that, you know, I advocate putting out joy, putting out happiness while you're visualizing. In fact, you could even drop all of the scenery in the images if you're just doing this joy. Not because material things aren't important. They are. They rock. They're everyone's birthright and there's enough for everyone. But put out this joy so that you can get the material stuff faster. Because the universe, life's magic, your greater self, that's what the universe really is, knows exactly what it's going to take for you to feel that joy and you're not going to feel that joy if everything's clicked in your life but you're alone or everything's clicking in your life but you're broke or everything's clicking in your life but you can't find a job the universe knows that these things are important to you the universe can take care of those details there's nothing wrong with playing with the details in your mind just don't attach to them do attach to the end result especially the emotion and this is being what you're truly after bypasses you messing with a cursed house and it gives the universe Every conceivable way of blowing your mind with incredible surprises, giving you things you didn't even know you wanted, but that are better than the things that you thought you wanted kind of thing. So emotion will make it happen faster.
1: Are you an advocate for people who are are making changes, big changes, small changes? Are you an advocate of writing things down, of, of doing vision boards, of speaking mantras, or thinking to some people might sound quite internal and somewhat passive?
0: great point um, great point
1: how how would you respond to them
0: well i i i always say you know there is absolutely no one way to do it which is wonderful because people can do what feels right for them if they feel like a a lunatic sitting visualizing in a dark room then don't do it you know you don't have to go there but you do have to understand in order to fully empower yourself that your thoughts will be coming the things and events of your life so any tool or technique that works to help you think thoughts along those lines go for it for me I make little notes I love making bullet points of an end result, you know, whether it's the new office space I'm building or the new tour I'm doing or the new book I'm working on. You know, the end result is, you know, um, easy and fun for the reader, Um, widely appreciated, hitting a message that resonates in people's hearts. You know, I don't sit down and say, I'm going to write about gratitude or I'm going to do, you know, that's messing with the details, the end result, the general result are these more broad brush strokes. So I love to write bullet points. I love to put them pen to paper or bullet points on my, you know, a Word document so that I can see them because that whole process gets you thinking about it without being too esoteric in a visualization, you know, kind of meditation scene. I also have always used scrapbooks. I talk about that in Infinite Possibilities, the Hong Kong story and and other stories where you put pictures of things or faces that, you know, connote joy and friendship. Um, You could put pictures of you at high points in your life where just everything was clicking. Anything that gets your mind in a place of joy or um, of seeing these end results as if they were already happening. So scrapbooks, vision boards are awesome. Um, Also... Clip some pictures of things you want in your life, whether it's a house or joyful friends or a new car. Put it on your refrigerator, your bathroom mirror. Put it in your wallet or your purse on your car. Um, little recordings. Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably not a lot of people do that. But, you know, whether you can record a message to yourself on your cell phone. I remember I had a message on my cell phone. Mike, you know, Time Magazine has just called. And I was giving leaving myself a message as if um, I would be listening to it That's and didn't get the details.
1: Oh, so, i do that one.
0: Uh, so, I would often you know uh, whether I was feeling great or feeling blue, I would flip open my cell phone and play the recording back, and there would be this one minute dialogue of mike don 't forget time and this and that, and all these things are happening in your life, and you know you cannot help but to change your focus and that focus is what 's going to come to pass in your life so anything goes that gets you think a mantra is awesome you know particularly for me if I walk or jog I'll repeat something with a cadence in the steps that I take you know uh, I'm I'm, I'm healthy life is effortless I've got free time Uh, I have total clarity or you know I'm surrounded by wealth and abundance you know um, everything I touch turns to gold and again and again and again and you know those things can create imagery in your mind Uh, they can create and ramp up emotions Everything and anything that that puts a smile on your face or that reminds you of the ultimate end result um, could and ideally should be done, though there are no rules. So, you know, do what works for you.
1: Like for people who love what you're saying and then get stuck on the, well, who or what is the universe? Mm -hmm. Do they need to have a strong belief about the universe, or can they just believe in themselves and life?
0: That is a very tricky question for a lot of people. And again, uh, I hate to sound like a broken record. Life is knowable. If your spiritual circle or your, you know, religion or your family, you know, tell you otherwise, you are being stripped of your power. You are untouchable. You can decide to know and act on that knowing. Go within. Just deductive reasoning, just witnessing our own lives can empower you. I mean, look, you know, for anybody listening right now, 90% of everything that's ever happened to them in their life was Proceeded by their thinking about it whether it was the job. They took the school. They went to the person. They married they they Visualized it they were moving towards it. They were preparing the way for the five percent of things that they can't explain that those were always Stepping stones in a journey to a place they were thinking about that's a whole nother tangent, but the point is people can be robbed of their power when they don't have an understanding of the nature of reality, an understanding that is easy to obtain. There's countless books. The Secret speaks about it. And, and they must, in my mind, reconcile their belief in God or their belief in their religion or their belief in uh, cultural you know, activities or family embraces. They must reconcile it. They must be able to put themselves uh, as the architect of their life because they are their life is proof of it and Whether they believe in God in this, you know this could be taken out of context whether they believe in God per se is not important In fact knowing about gravity doesn't stop gravity from working knowing about thoughts becoming things is all important And that's what needs to be reconciled to their spiritual um, inclinations and for me personally there's not a religious cell in my body Uh, it doesn't work for me it's made of the ones I've been exposed to have been made of dog made up of dogma and rules and rituals that just don't pan out to logic but I have found that I can be profoundly and I am profoundly spiritual on a moment-by-moment basis without the rules and regulations that is probably a path that many listening now have already gone down or may one day go down but if they want to work in conjunction with their religion no problem gravity's still going to operate but they'll have to reconcile their power if they want full power and see themselves as the creators that they are not as the pawns that yep. sometimes we're depicted as
1: yep Mike. one more question on people pursuing their dream and changing something in their life to get what they want. I I often get the question, too, I just don't know what I want. I don't know what I should be doing with my life.
0: If someone would
1: tell me. I mean, I have a sense of what it is, but I'd like to hear from you. How is it that people get in touch with ultimately? Why they're here, what they want, what is going to bring them that joy?
0: Well, sometimes it's a matter of stripping off of dogma and getting rid of notions of such things as purpose. Our purpose is to be happy. We are the otters of the universe. But, Moreover, I get that question a lot. It's a sad question. People have been told since they could crawl that they need to figure things out, that they need to figure out the hows, they, need to, they should be doing this, they should get more college. And we're so bombarded by messages of shoulds and hows all of our life, which contradicts how life works, that we all of a sudden get to a place where we just don't even know anymore what we want. And I was exactly at that place seven years ago. We had liquidated uh, a T-shirt gift business. I had enough money to coast about two years and I was like literally starting over without a clue as to what I would do with the rest of my life and it was daunting to say the least it was scary it was terrifying in all honesty what I did what is what I always do I didn't worry about explaining how I got there I defined the end result in general terms wealth and abundance friends and laughter international travel creative fulfilling work and then I knocked on doors and turned over stones, in other words, I got physical. I started moving in the general direction of of these end results. I did anything and everything on the internet that because I, I was drawn a little bit to the internet I like math, I like computers and software, and I had a database of a thousand email addresses and, and so I started doing creative writing. I also started putting products together. I also started exploring toastmasters not one of those things was my dream come true. Not one of those was like, this is just what I want to do with the rest of my life. But they were all infinitely better than doing nothing. So often I'll say, you know, when you don't know what to do and you've already gone through that place of kind of pausing and doing nothing and regrouping, because sometimes we need to just do nothing. But when you've already been to that place, then it's incumbent upon you to do anything. And I know that that doesn't, literally translate to do anything everybody when posed with you've got to do something within the next week will naturally go to areas of general interest they may not be your life's dream come true but you know There is always something you can do. And as long as you're moving, riding that bike, the bike is not going to fall over. You're going to gain momentum. You're going to pick up speed. And because you're out there in the world, then you're going to have impulses. You're going to have instincts. The universe literally or or figuratively, I mean, is going to be tapping you on the shoulder. Some things are going to feel good. Like, there's something down this path. You know, it's not going to be the life of your dreams, but it's going to feel better than other paths. So you put a little more resources, a little more energy there. And and the next thing you know, you know, even if it's a year or two, you look over your shoulder and you're like, my God, you know, how did I get here? And for me, that was so true because I was so busy giving the universe Endless opportunities to reach me, not insisting upon writing, not insisting upon speaking, not insisting upon the Internet. Not, I didn't insist. I didn't. most people don't give a dang how they finally get to a place of wealth and abundance, friends and laughter, creative, fulfilling work. Yeah. So if you don't give a dang, don't insist upon it. Don't insist that you're going to do this or that or the other. Just let it be one more Avenue that the universe can reach you on and do your best your absolute best at it while you're doing it and then anything else that appeals to you whether it's gardening or irrigation repair or or going back to college. Knock on those doors, and immediately, because you're in action, your feelings will speak to you. Some things will feel better than others, and in time, you're going to wake up one day and find you're already living the life of your dreams, and it's all taken care of. It's, I mean, I'm writing notes from the universe. Who could predict something like that, you know? And things I do, I could never have put down on a, on a vision board, so to speak, but the end result was there creative, fulfilling work, international travel, wealth and abundance, friends and laughter. And the new universe is like, I know exactly how to get you there. You know, but you need to get out into the world doing some of these non-sexy things, taking these itsy-bitsy baby steps, even though they seem futile, and you stick with it until you're soaring. And at which point you don't even have time to think about those little details, literally, you look around and you're living the life of your dreams.
1: I cannot begin to tell you how much I relate to this and mm-hmm. the theme that I've been trying, you know, building with the first 30 days. Mike, mm-hmm. a couple more questions. Um, the notes that you do in the morning, or oh, I get them in the morning, the email tips. Mm-hmm. How do you come up with them? Do you meditate? Do they come to you? Do you sit down and write one at a time? Uh, Do they all come? I'm just curious.
0: What I do, and I think it's a great metaphor. I use it when I give talks. Is uh, you know, one part of the question, the logistics is, is you know, sometimes I write two or three in a day. Sometimes days go by, I don't write any. Sometimes I write one a day. Sometimes they're a week in advance. Sometimes they're two weeks. Sometimes they're one day in advance. Sometimes I jockey them around. But when it comes to writing them. I always start with the end result in mind. I don't say, "Okay, turn on your computer today. I'm going to write about uh, the cursed house, or visualizing, or gratitude." You know, that's messing with the house. That's that's the end result for me is that feeling of joy and elation that I always get when I write what I consider to be a good one. Yeah. So I do a little mini visualization. Every time I sit down to write, that usually lasts about a minute, maybe two, where I just feel the joy. I imagine the emails coming in, I imagine my staff saying, oh, this one got a lot of responses, I imagine, you know, some of the ones that were forwarded to me of people who were really grateful, and I feel the joy without thinking at all about what I'm gonna write. So once I've clearly defined the end results and you know, this is a perfect case. It's emotional. It's always emotional. Even if it's the car, the spouse, the job you want, the emotion is really your end result. If you can feel that joy and then paint the picture in your mind with just little brushstrokes, like I said about the emails that are forwarded to me, you've done the most important part of your job. Then step two, physical action. I start writing. I'll write the first dumb thing that comes to mind and sometimes I'll go with it and I'm done other times it's like painting I'll put a few words up I'll take a few down I'll put a few up I'll have you know in, in some days I have 15 going trying to find one I like looking for an angle or a way to say something um that I haven't in, something say something that I haven't said before or in a way that I haven't said before and um As I write, you know, as I do these baby steps that don't necessarily make sense, you know, ideas, inspiration comes to me. Because as we physically move in the general direction of our dreams, we're then reachable by the universe because we've ramped up this expectation and anticipation of the end result manifesting. And so that's how I do it.
1: You, I believe, are either finishing up another book or...
0: Everything I've done heretofore has been self-produced and self-published, and I have an amazing team who have created amazing books and CDs, etc. But I'm thrilled that Simon & Schuster, uh, the label Atria with Beyond Words, is bringing out Notes from the Universe, book one, um, for the first time to the book Trade, and that's going to be released um, September eighteenth, two
1: 2007. Beautiful.
0: And in addition, I'm in the midst of World Tour Two. I've done most of North America, but there's still a half a dozen cities to visit. And I've done uh, much of the world, but there's still places to go uh, where I talk about manifesting change. Um, Mm -hmm. And the subtitle is, It Couldn't Be Easier. And that will turn into a book and CD set in the near future as well.
1: Wonderful. I love it. I always finish off our little uh, conversations, chats, with what I call our first 30-day signature questions. Okay. What is the belief that you personally go to? during any time of change tough changes little changes
0: whenever time is hard times are hard or i'm in pain emotional i mean i'm just like anybody else or i'm struggling thoughts become things it's imperative that this is our starting point it's imperative that we not react to the illusions around us time space you know circumstances we go To the truth that everything comes from within and if we want to change things it doesn't mean we have to explain how we got to that hard point it doesn't mean we have to explain you know quantum physics but we have to do understand that we are the creators from this day forward and if you want to get your groove on if you want to see change through you need to see that it's on your shoulders with a universe a loving conspiring universe that will help you if you do your part to find the end result and move in its direction
1: great Second question. Fill in this sentence. The best thing about change is?
0: New possibilities. You know, whenever there's change, uh, even though we pick an end result, uh, when we know how to handle it, when we have an end result, we move towards it, it's always better than we thought. Things will crop into our life, new friends, new associates, new destinations, new products, new whatever it is you're doing that you didn't even think of ahead of time. And it's like, you know, wow, this could not have happened had there not been that change. Yep. And uh, it's a great gift. You know, all change is really adventure. It is.
1: What is the best change you've ever made?
0: There's been a lot of them. I've changed careers several times, but 7 years ago, that was uh, I was really lured by money down several paths, and I remember thinking, you know, that is not what I want to do. You know, I had enough money to coast and and try to get my groove on and what even though I had no idea what I would be. And I turned down offers and I turned down, you know, the conventional path. And it's made possible the adventure I'm now on, which mm-hmm. it surprises me every day.
1: It's wonderful. We're happy to have you on the adventure and
0: no, what you're doing in the it.
1: world. and
0: Thanks for including me.
1: Who you're being and the work that you're really sharing. Mike, your website is? Go ahead and repeat it for people.
0: T-U-T dot com, like the Egyptian king, T-U-T dot com.
1: Wonderful. And we will link to you. We'll, we'll feature you as an expert on our site and make sure people know how to find you.
0: Thank you, Ariane.
1: I, I, I certainly hope that you and I have a chance to cross paths somewhere.
0: I'm looking forward to that day, besides just waking you up every morning.
1: Exactly. That won't change. (laughs) That won't change. Thank you, Mike. Have a wonderful day.
0: Thanks, and best wishes to you and your team.
1: Thanks. Be Uh, well. Bye-bye. I'm Ariane. Thanks for listening. And for other interviews on various life changes, please visit us on our website at first30days.com. Thanks for listening to Change Nation from the First 30 Days. Please visit us on iTunes in the Society and Culture podcast section under Philosophy. Remember to take time to leave us feedback about the show. We'd love to know what you think. Change Nation is a production of the First 30 Days Incorporated. Copyright 2008. All rights reserved.